0: Welcome to She Builds Empires. I'm your host, Bridget Eileen Cisco. This is the show where I get to interview the coolest, most badass women entrepreneurs who have built six, seven, and eight figure businesses. We highlight the woman behind the success, her journey, the ups, the downs, and we learn how the heck she built this empire. This was such a fun episode with Nicole. Nicole Barker is a mouthy bartender turned mouthy millionaire. I just love that line. After crushing seven figures in her first year of her business, she believes that being your true self is the fastest way to attract your true believers. Scaling from the inside out has helped her build an empire full of unapologetic unicorns stepping into their superpower. Nicole is as real as they come, and it was so beautiful to see her past experience really make its way into the work that she does now. We talked about the structure of her business, why she believes her hospitality background and her naivety of the online space gave her the leg, or maybe we'll say unicorn up in business, how she has a extremely high retention rate and why she thinks that is. We also talked about how she was able to maintain and sustain reaching seven-figure business mark. That's a million dollars in 13 months. Absolutely incredible. We also talked about how, in her view and really mine too, experience is so much greater than any certification that you can get experience as your greatest teacher of all and we also got to hear about nicole's story and you know the two children that she's raising the the man that she just married her homeschooling journey and even her morning routine it was such a beautiful time with nicole and i can feel her heart i can feel her love i can feel her passion and she's truly building an empire so enjoy this episode i know that you will Hey, Nicole, welcome to She Builds Empires. So happy to have you here. So great to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you today. I loved when I was just reading your bio. <laughs> the first sentence is mouthy bartender to mouthy millionaire. And I just love that. So thank you for being here. And it's been beautiful just to witness your authentic- authenticity as it comes up in your business. So thank you. And let's dive into what your business is. And if you can tell us a little bit more about what you're doing.
1: Well, there is a fast story to mouthy bartender to mouthy millionaire. And it goes something like this. I got fired, right? (laughs) Once upon a time, I got fired from not one, but two jobs. Um, And I decided that something had to change, right? It just, I wasn't happy. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I was really good at what I did. Um, I was a great bartender. I was a bar consultant, Um, very successful, traveled all over the world, doing all the things. But fulfillment, not so much. Right. Um, and so I fell into a sales funnel long before I knew what a sales funnel was. I clicked on an ad and just zoomed down the rabbit hole. Right. And I actually bought a course that was for Facebook ads. Um, And I hadn't opened a laptop or like a computer or anything since high school. i had done everything on my phone, right? (laughs) Uh, Techie was not the word, right? (laughs) And in doing that course, I opened my eyes to a whole different world that I knew nothing about. I knew nothing about the coaching industry. I knew nothing about online education, nothing. Um, And I went through, did the course, uh, did all 90 modules in two weeks, took action, did all the things, and and ended up with 10 high ticket clients in just six weeks. And... I had no idea how to deliver it to them because I don't know anything about Facebook ads. So it was kind of an interesting dichotomy um, and the coach inside of that program, he grabbed me up and he said, how did you do this? How did you get these clients so fast? And I was like, what? Like, it's hard, right? Like, I don't know. I just did this thing. And he was like, can you teach that to these these guys in in the program? And I was like, absolutely. And so I taught it to these like super nice little old men that I just adore, right? And I always love them in bartender land too. So it was amazing to have it in this world too. So I had taught it to the old men. They all got clients. And the coach in that program was like, you're doing the wrong thing. You suck at Facebook Ads, you should come over here and you should develop your own program and teach people how to get clients using social media because you're really great at social selling. And I was like, okay. And so then I did. Right. Um, and in the first four, first four months, I'd made a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and then in my eighth month as an online coach, I made 125,000 in that month, um, hit seven figures in 13 months. And now we're at just over two years and just
0: over 2 million and still going strong. So that's where I'm at. Do you think it helps you that you didn't know anything about the online space? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like if
1: you just don't know, you just don't know that it's hard and you don't know that like other people struggle with it or like there's just no limiting belief because there's no belief at all. <laughs> right. Starting from
0: scratch can be um, really refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Were you able to bring anything from you know, your successful career as a bartender into what you're doing now, or at least in the beginning phases? I mean, it's literally exactly the same thing. Like, I mean... I think that the, and like now as I
1: coach people, like they're always like, I'm starting over. I'm going to start over in the online world. I'm like, you know, this like start over thing is not a thing. Like you are who you are and you bring your skill sets, your experience, your mistakes, um, the lessons that you've learned, your life lessons. I mean, from your relationships, from the jobs that you've worked, from your parents, um, you can't separate those things. Right. And so in coaching people to get clients. Like it's exactly the same thing I was doing as a bar consultant where I was teaching bartenders, how to use social media to build a following. And I was teaching bar owners how to build their brand identity for, you know, to make it bigger and better for their bar. Like that's exactly what I teach people now. It's just pointed in a different direction and everyone's sober. So they're much easier to work with and no one's sleeping together. So they're not fighting. It's it's much easier. <laughs>
0: And I also love this because something I think about a lot is how these earlier experiences in our life, like they planted seed for seeds for us, even if we don't realize it, it's like, why was I at that job? Like, why did I have this? I used to work at Yelp in sales. I was like, why was I cold calling 100 people a day and like hating my life? Now I recognize because it was teaching me what I didn't want to (laughs) do.
1: Absolutely. And knowing what you don't want is just as important as knowing what you do want. And the skills that you learn from doing the things that you don't want to do are the things that qualify you to do the things that you do want to do. I mean, you know, you were on the other side with Yelp. Like I'm so thankful that the coaching business has no Yelp, so I don't have to answer anybody. (laughs) But, you know, dealing with people on Yelp, like, I mean, that's what prepped me and primed me to be able to deal with nasty comments in Facebook groups and haters on my ads and all of those things. It's like, you know, I've been having Yelp reviews, like since I was 15, like there's nothing you can say to me that I haven't heard before. I mean, I worked in a bar for 15 years, like go ahead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I love the realness of it all. Can you tell us a little bit about what it looks like for you in your business now. I know you have a really, really large Facebook community. Like what are some of the other aspects of your business and what does it look like to work with you?
1: Um, So foundationally, I mean, whenever we're doing anything online, it's build an audience, cultivate that audience, and then sell to that audience, right? Deliver what you sell and then take the testimonials and rinse and repeat, right? And foundationally, that's what we do. So every coach is operating in that space. I think some of the things that set me apart in this is that I'm just really good at moving traffic, right? Um, And as a bartender, I was really good at getting people to come with me from bar to bar. Um, I was really good at retaining regulars. So something that's like really interesting inside of my business is that I have an 86% retention rate, meaning 86% of my clients buy again. And I have thousands of clients, right? So my people buy and then they buy again, um, because they love it. They don't want to go anywhere else. And so the feeling is really what I focus on. Um, a lot of my quote unquote competitors, people that are in the same space as me selling the same things, um, are very turn and burn, right? It's very like Applebee's and like kind of a chain restaurant feel. Um, whereas like my entire brand is built on that very personal experience. And so it's an elevated feeling inside of my world. Um, and my goal is to ruin you for all of the coaches. Like I don't want you to go anywhere else. Um, and so hospitality plays a really big role in how I implement. Um, and that follows through every single piece, not just delivery, right? Like that starts in the marketing process. I know the names and the faces of people in my Facebook group. Like I, I know their cat's name, right? Like I have a lot of hospitality stuff where I, I genuinely know who you are. And I ask you questions to help me to do that. But also I remember And not because I have a CRM, like because I made eye contact with you because I have a real conversation with you. And very few coaches at my level that are doing, you know, $100,000 a month are actually talking to the people in their Facebook groups, right? Usually that's a VA, that's someone pretending to be them, that's um, setters and all of these other dynamics. I don't do that at all it's me if you're talking to me it is 100% me um and the connections that we make in the facebook groups like that turns into long-term clients you know that are with me for years and grow and change and they have clients upon clients and the re- referrals are insane right so in the structure of the business i have about 50, just over 15,000 people in the facebook group um but i've had about 30,000 and about half of them are left because my content is so polarizing right so i have a a lot of people coming in and I have a lot of people going out. And that's one of my like signature secrets is that I'm great at repelling people. And so that holds me into a really great target niche and monetization is that I have people, colleagues that started their Facebook groups the same time as me and their groups have you know, 65,000, 85,000 people in there. And they've only made, you know, $300,000 in the last two years where I've made 2 million because my point of focus was always monetization not vanity metric. And so the funneling is different. The way that I position my offers, it's different. And so when people are working with me, they get to go through that process and they get to feel it from a different consumer standpoint. And I always like equate it to, you know, if you've gone if you've gone to a bar, right? If you go to a bar and you go to a dive bar, you have a certain feeling like there's a certain way that like the bartender talks to you and that cadence and that flow It's different than when you go to Apple, Applebee's, you know, where it's a script, and it's blooming onions and all that kind of shit. Right. Like being able to be in the space of having a personalized experience based on a neighborhood bar changes your perception of bars versus corporate. Right. And so because my clients go through a very personalized experience, they inherently deliver personalized Experiences in their programs. And so, my goal is to change that whole corporate feel that we have in the coaching world of like corporate coaching pyramid scheme. Like, no, like, be yourself. Your true self attracts your true believer is my entire core value. So, I like that to funnel through all of the pieces, um, whether that's on my podcast or
0: in my Instagram. It's really me. I love that. I love that. How were you able to navigate your? expansion? Like monetarily, did you have a team supporting you? Like what did that 13 months actually look like for Nicole?
1: It looked like a goddamn tornado. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was crazy, right? I mean, like making a million dollars in one year is crazy, but making a million dollars in your first year is insanity. Nobody does that. Right. And so, I mean, One, I've worked with million and billion dollar companies, right? Like I was a high level consultant. I can, I wasn't consulting for neighborhood bars. I mean, I did do those projects too, but I was consulting for, you know, global casinos. Like, and, and I really understand business flow. My parents are entrepreneurs. Um, My mom owned a company. Like we own the trash company. We're real Italians. (laughs) I know you guys can't see me on the podcast, but I'm over here talking with my hands. (laughs) So we're real Italians. Like we own the trash company. I was raised by entrepreneurs. So I understand scaling from the inside out. I understand mechanisms of business. Um although I did drop out of of college for a boy, I was very I was very good in school. Um those kind of things like I have a lot of business sense in general. Um and then obviously consulting for million and billion dollar companies, you learn a thing or two, right, about what not to do. And honestly, bars are really hard because the percentage of profit is so slim, right? Like if you're messing up, like you're making 18% profit, like and you can't survive. Whereas in the coaching industry, I mean really, there's no overhead. Everything is online, right? There's no overhead. And if you, especially if you're doing it organic and you don't have ads. So team development wise, I did this, you know, virtually by myself. I had coaches, right? I had invested in coaches. Um, but I had a very, I had a, I had a very cute little assistant girl who helped me to do, you know, the, the ground, the grassroots kind of marketing. So I had her, um, and now I have a team of, um, four people. Right. And that's it. Like I have four people now. I just brought two sales reps on, um, but this is the first month that I've had sales reps this entire time. I've done all of the sales myself up until last month.
0: Wow. That's amazing.
1: That's crazy. Really?
0: (laughs) It's like, it's crazy, but like you did it and it is possible. And I'm a yogi. So there's some there's some teachings on being able to hold and sustain success. And I always give it the example of like the lottery winner, like they get all this money all of a sudden and they cannot like handle it in their field. So what was it also like for you to like expand into that and be able to hold the success as you grew and not like decombust?
1: That's such a great question. And it's something that people don't understand. Um, you know, and I see a lot of my colleagues like burst, right? Like they'll have a hundred thousand dollar a month and then poof, like they're gone. Right. Um, it was easy for me to get up to five figures a month because as a bartender and bar consultant, I was already making 10, 12 grand a month. Right. I mean, I was working 90 hours a week until four o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, with lots of illicit substances fueling that, um, but it was one of those things where like I got up to that five figure mark so quickly. I mean, in literally my, my second launch, my second launch was $22,000 and my third launch was $60,000. Um, and then, you know, a couple months after that, it was $125,000. And so it was just boom, 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 boom. Right. Um, my largest launch was 375,000. Um, And so like being in that space of the number, like, I mean, one, it's an energetic alignment, right? It's a configuration to be able to expand to the point where you're holding the energy because money is energy. Right. But it's also the recognition that like, I mean, holding energy is like holding water in your hands, right? It doesn't work. You can't like hold it. Like you have to be willing to let it flow. And so that flow points I think is the acknowledgement that more is coming. um, And that also like that willingness to reinvest in yourself, that willingness to spend and that fear that comes into your mind of this might be my last client. Right. Um, I have a signature mindset practice that I coach to all my clients. It's called the seven layer transformation. And in the seven layer transformation, I'm teaching you and myself is to shift that thing between want and need. Okay. So the way that this goes is that I ask you, I say, okay, how do you feel about this? Right. And then it, usually it's some core distressing emotion, right? Like I'm scared that this is my last client. Okay. Right? Like, okay. So how does that make you feel? Well, abandonment, right? So we go into that feeling of what abandonment feels like for you physically, where it is in your body, what color is it, what's the sensation, and we expand it. And I let you sit in that instead of just immediately shifting it. I let you sift in it, sift, sift, sift through that feeling, right? To really get into it. And then I ask you like, what is that really about, right? you get to experience those emotions instead of pushing them away, which is a lot of mindset practices teach you to push feelings away and, you know, toxic positivity and all of those things. And then you have the other side where it's like, focus on your trauma until you die, right? Like, no, like it's a balance, right? So allowing you to really feel those feelings and then asking you, how would you rather feel? And then we go through this process of saying, okay, well, I would rather feel excited to sell instead of scared of it. Like, okay, so where's excitement in your body? We go through that process. And then we put it into the seven layer transformation. And I say, if you want to feel excited about selling, then what do you need to do? And so then you tell me what you need to do, right? So it's like, well, then I need to spend time in my own energy. Okay. And then I take that same sentence. I need to spend time in my own energy. And I say, okay, now if I want to spend time in my own energy, then what do I need to do? We go through these seven layers. There's some mechanics that go along the way, some mindset shifts that happen, but really foundationally, I'm helping you shift the definition of want and need in your mind. And the reason why we can't hold money and why we sometimes make money and then we give it all away or we lose it or our car breaks down or whatever that thing from the universe delivers so that we're not in energetic alignment with money is because we stay in a state of need even after we've received So I pay you $10,000 and you still feel like you need money, even though you've already received $10,000 and you're totally fine. You stay in a state of need instead of being able to shift that need into desire. And so in a state of need, you are repelling the thing that you actually do need. So helping people at a foundational level to shift from need to desire is what allows you to maintain the frequency and expand your frequency. Because the fact of the matter is you have a limit to how much you can need hi, there's a limit to need. There is no limit to desire. And so if you want to be able to hold the frequency of money and expansion at seven, eight, nine figures, it really comes into
0: the ability to shift out of need and into desire. It's a great example. Do you have like a background in NLP or like, how did you come to know some of these? Who are you? Like, how how do you know these things? (laughs) Okay. Everyone hates this answer.
1: (laughs) Are you ready to hate me? Just go for it. Um, okay. So everybody hates this answer because a lot of people have spent a lot of time in classes and certifications and, and, and honestly books and like all of those things. Right. Um, I haven't, and I know that kind of sounds like makes me sound like a little bit of an asshole and I get that, but what I truly believe in is collective knowledge. What, you know, I know too, because I don't believe in separation. Um, I, I, I believe that separation is the illusion and like you being in your, your body and your mindset and me being in my body and my mindset is just something that we suspend our disbelief, like being in a movie and pretending that like, you know, while we're watching Batman, like we're there too, right. In this model of the world, we are suspending our disbelief that we are separate. And so I have the ability and the choice as everybody does is to allow collective energy and allow collective knowledge. So technically whatever, you know, I know, and that's, some people call that psychic. Um, some people, you know, refer to this as, you know, kind of the, the Jesus in the cave methodologies, like that kind of thing. Um, it's spiritual, it's, it's faith, it's religion, whatever. It doesn't matter what you call that thing, but source, right. Whatever you call it is the name that you call it. That helps you to believe it for me it's all collective energy. It's all collective knowledge. And if you've ever read any of those studies, like about like animals taking on, you know, attributes of other animals all the way across the world, there was a big study done about like, um, the rats in London for the flood. So there was, you got to read this. It's crazy. So there was a flood in London. And so all a bunch of the rats died, right. But a bunch of them survived because they figured out how to get out of the flood path. And then, Years later, with no genetic no genetic connection between these two sets of rats, the same thing happened in New York. There was a flood in New York, and the rats figured it out three times faster than the rats in London, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like that thing of collective knowledge is that if one person knows than the others do too and you see like concrete examples of this like um do you know those little test strips that you put on your tongue that denote like bitterness Mm -hmm. right they tell you if like your taste your taste bud palates that was actually that technology was developed on separate corners of the world before there was internet and all the things um developed at this literally the same time like they beat each other to the patent office by like days like three days apart um like we have collective knowledge. We we are absorbing those things. And when you can tap into that, like it's just behaviors. It's just experience. That's how we learn anything. Like you can take an NLP course and you can take us, you can get your little certification, but really like it's just experience from somebody else, right? That's all knowledge ever is. So when you believe in the, you believe in the power of experience, then your experiences, my experiences, everything just becomes
0: one. I don't hate you for that answer <laughs> at all. <Thank> you. <laughs> um, you know, this is probably like a deeper conversation, but needing, feeling this need to always have the next certification and keep going and keep going. I think it holds us in a, a cycle of like yearning when we have a lot of that information already. Yeah. And that's
1: exactly what it's designed to do. Right. Is to keep you in a perpetual state of need, because if you're in a state of need, you're not in a state of desire. And if you're not in a state of desire, you're easily controlled. And so then it's like selling, like one of the things that I, that I preach in my sales is I don't use pain marketing at all. No need, none, zero. Like there's no, there's no cold outreach and there's no pain point. Like, well, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Like there's none of that. Everything that I sell with is sold with desire, which is wildly unpopular. And both of my coaches told me I was insane for doing this. And I said, I don't care what you think. This is the right way to do it. And so when I sell from a place of desire, then I'm connecting to your desire, which is fully expansive, right? There's no limit to your desire. Whereas if I'm connecting to your need and I'm forcing you to buy something because if you don't have this, you're not qualified. Like, so a piece of paper qualifies me more than actual experience of helping people? I don't think so. I don't believe in certification at any level. I mean, I believe that, you know, experience is greater than, I mean, think about like doctors. Do you want the doctor that spent all of med school studying and getting an A, or do you want the doctor who was on the floor, like in the ER, cutting people open and putting them back together? Because I'm going to take experience over book smarts literally all day, every day for anything. And so I don't believe in certification because I know that all of us, not just me, all of us have the answers within us. It's our willingness to hear and listen and believe those answers and the education system, the certification system stops you from thinking that you have the answer because you're always advocating your authority to that guy. Like, and why you are, your experience is just as valuable as anybody else's.
0: We'll have to talk like for hours after this. And the, <laughs> last, the last point I'll make on this topic is, you know, I think sometimes the idea of getting an MBA is kind of funny because I'd rather be the entrepreneur who like is in it and like is doing the things and is like maybe struggling sometimes, but like finding their way and like learning as I go, than learning about it in a book.
1: I mean, online education changes the game right because instead of getting a marketing degree which by the way I was going to school for advertising marketing PR focus right that's what I was doing and um i think back to those professors right which one of those professors was making more than the $30,000 that the university was paying them literally none right like i mean i made 30,000 i made more than $30,000 this week like so Wouldn't you rather learn the mechanics of marketing and advertising and sales from me that made $30,000 this week by myself than a teacher sitting on a board approving a book that was outdated 10 years ago? Like, why are you paying $400,000 for your MBA to learn from people who don't have the experience when you could come learn from me and I'll teach you what you're going to learn in four years. I'll teach you that in six months with real time and application. (laughs) While you make money. While you make money. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> College um, is dead, kids. College is dead.
0: <laughs> yes. 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 Hmm. So let's kind of pivot into you beyond the business. I know that you're in the process of writing a fiction book. You know, you probably have a life outside of your business too. And I'd love for you to just share like what does that look like? Who is Nicole Beyond the Business?
1: Well, it's a nice pivot point because the book is all about the collective, right? It's about the collective and application of not business. We're talking about real life experience Um, because I have quite a bit. Um, I'm 37. Am I 37 or 38? I don't know. (laughs) One of those numbers. You lose track after 30 because it doesn't matter, right? I'm 30 some odd years old. Um, I have two children. My son is 17. I had him when I was 19. Um, So he would say things when he was little, like, you know, when me and mom were growing up together, in Sacramento, which um no more accurate statement than that, right? <laughs> so we kind of raised each other. Uh his dad died when we were 24. He died of a heroin overdose, um, which significantly changed my life, right? Um, the man that I loved died, and um it changes your perspective. And I definitely did not have the tools and the coping mechanisms at 24 years old to be able to really digest that um while raising a three-year-old and you know, explaining those things to him. Um when you had like adults in the room telling you saying like you should tell him that he had a heart attack like what like no I'm not lying to my three-year-old thank you Susan get out of here (laughs) right um so realizing at that age that the adults in the room didn't know more than I did didn't have this authority that I thought they had there was that kind of breaking mechanism where it was like I realized that at a very young age like I was a grown up and like more so than most people that I spent my time with and that I looked up to. And so there was a very adulting phase in there where a lot of things in my life shifted. Um and in losing him like everything changed in how I thought and felt about parenting. Um all things right and my life has that kind of riddle of of echo of of a lot of strife and a lot of struggle i mean i had i have all the daddy issues like whatever they are it, you have a list of daddy issues like it's just yes like you check all the boxes at the doctor's office right like all the daddy issues um terrible dad wonderful mom um wonderful mom thank god for that but she was very young you know she was doing the best she could she had me when she was 18 um my dad was super abusive sexual abuse all the things like i mean put all the check all the boxes and so like on paper, like I don't have a shot, right? Like I didn't really have a chance and I was a bartender. Um, I drank a lot, um, lots of cocaine, all the things. Um, I looked like I was crashing like I did. Um, and in a lot of ways I was, I got after I, um, after my husband left me, um, because I cheated on him because I was a nightmare. Um, after my husband left me, I dated a guy that I mean, ransacked my life. Like, I mean, ran me over, chewed me up, spit me out, um, you know, broke my nose, locked me in a bathroom for six hours. Um, we were in, in Bangkok and he took my passport and like left me in a hotel in Bangkok. Like, I mean, it was insane, like craziness. Um, he stole my identity and racked up $30,000 worth of credit card debt. Like this was obviously before I had any money at all. Um, I mean, just insanity. And in going through all of those experiences, like now looking back, like, I can see why, right? I was raped at three different ages. I was raped at two. I was raped at 17 and I was raped at 31. I can serve a lot of women with those experiences um, because I have a lot of resilience, right? And in the book, I'm talking about domestic violence. I'm talking about the narcissistic abuse that comes before domestic violence and how that all plays a role and how, how we get ourselves into these kind of situations in the first place, how we survive them and how we change them because we do have the ability to rewrite our own stories. So now fast forward into the life I have now with a seven figure business and two beautiful children who are fairly well adjusted for teenagers. And, um, you know, I just got married last week, um, to a wonderful man. I mean, just incredible man. (laughs) Um, and you know, I'm living the life of my dreams at 30 some odd years old when everything on paper just didn't look like that would ever happen for me. So it is that feeling that like literally anything is possible when you change the way you think and feel about yourself. So me as a human, I mean, if I had to sum it up in one word, it's transformation. That's my that's why I'm here. And I am transforming myself, showing other people that it's possible, um, and teaching them the mechanics of how you do it. Whether that's, you want to do a business or you want to find the love of your life. You want to be a great parent when you weren't always a great parent. Like that's all the same mechanism inside of us. It's changing the way we think and feel about ourselves.
0: You're amazing. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's such a. I just love having these types of conversations with people like the human behind it all, because who is she? Like, what does she experience? What has she built? All of it. Um, and this is just, I'm always just curious about like, what does your day actually look like?
1: Well, I'm sitting here in a pair of koala pants, <laughs> koala pants and a wonder woman shirt. Um, I'm in my office with a giant pink throne um, a day in the life. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't work. I do work. I love to work because my work is this, my work is connecting with people. My work is helping people to change their lives. Right? Like, I mean, it sounds stupid and trite, but like, that really is my job. My job is to listen to people and to help them hear themselves differently. So, day in the life, you know, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is client delivery. I have thousands of clients. I have, um, currently I have 11 one-on-one clients right now that are my, my highest tier. I have 140 in my signature program and that's a group program. So it's a little bit more flexible, but I have a lot of connection with all of them. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, I'm here for clients. That is what I do. Um, I'm a very early riser. I get up at four o'clock in the morning. I meditate for an hour every day and I spend time in my own energy. I knock out all my social media, all my marketing, everything that needs to be done is done by 7.00 AM. Um, I, I eat breakfast in bed every day because my fiance is an engineer that owns his own business. And so he wakes up in the morning, a couple hours after me, and he gets up and makes me oatmeal and fruit every day. Cause that's what I like. Um, that's the best part of my day, right? We eat breakfast in bed together every single day. Um, I homeschool my children. So, um, that's very important to me i mean i mean we know current climate today like i know this will be being released in the future but i mean this week has been really brutal i've cried every day this week um in thinking about all of these things that are happening in schools right now it's it's killing me and so i i keep my kids home and i homeschool them um i think that it really was the breaking point for me when my son went to high school and the teachers were my ex-boyfriends and i was like i can't do this <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. Like Kevin and Matt are your teachers. Like you can't go here. (laughs) And so I homeschool my children and, um, I very free range homeschool them. My daughter is 12 and brilliant. And so I always make the joke that this is Penny's world we're all just living in it. And so I do what Penny needs to be done today. I take her to kickboxing. Um, we hang out and talk about aliens and how tadpoles become frogs and all sorts of things like that. Um, and then I coach, you know, I answer questions all day. That's my job is I answer questions. Um with questions most of the time, which drives my clients insane. I'm big on the Socratic method. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I watch downtown downtown Abbey and vampire diaries before I go to bed.
0: <laughs> Love, Love that show. <laughs>
1: And, you know, I travel, I, you know, we just, we just got back from Mexico. We're on our way to new Orleans. And then we're going to um, Columbia. My best friend's getting married in Columbia next month. So we travel a lot. Um, we just, we just bought a whole cow, which has been amazing to eat whole cow that has no antibiotics in it and all the things. Um, it's life changing to eat good food. I mean, it's one of my favorite things about making money is that I've been able to afford amazing food for me and my family and knowing how much brain development comes in for my teenage children. Like, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing greater than that to know that they're not like being raised on hormone based chicken.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. oh yeah. See, that's why this is a whole other conversation. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So how can people contact you and enter your world, join your Facebook group, all that?
1: Um, so the name of the group, are you ready for it? It's a mouthful. <laughs> yes. It's Unicorn Client Attraction Secrets for High Vibe Wonder Women. And that's the Facebook group. You just send a nice little request. There's some fun little questions coming into that group that don't include what are you struggling with because inside of my Facebook group, um, I do not reward what are you struggling with fishing style of fishing. Marketing because I think it's gross and sleazy. Um, I really m- very much inspire people to be in a state of leading with the results. And so everything is based over there. If you want to check out the podcast, it's called Real Unicorns Don't Wear Pants. <laughs> if you're catching the theme here is that we do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> and um, We don't copy other groups and there's no pink, white and tote banners where everybody just behaves the same way. But any point of entry into my world, you will get access to immediately to the 100 wonderful ways to get more and better clients. If you're an online coach, um, or if you're thinking about being an online coach, if you're an online entrepreneur of any sorts, whether that's service-based, um, or you have you know a fully scalable course that you want to just sell from the back of the house and not have to deal with people, whatever it is, if you want social selling secrets, um, any point of entry, I immediately give those to you because I believe that all of us deserve success and fulfillment and that you know we shouldn't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars to achieve that. But when you're ready to invest in yourself, it's not because you're buying coaching from me. It's because you're choosing to invest in you and your future and your business and your clients and your clients, clients and your children and your children's children, because all of my programs are very much designed around. Yes, let's make some money, but also let's be amazing people while we make money
0: so that when we make that money, we do amazing things with it. Yes. 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 Well, this has been just fun. You're fun and great conversation. I appreciate you giving us a glimpse into your life and your story. And also you're just doing cool things. So thank you for being you. And do you have any just final words for us here today?
1: Thank you so much for having me. I always like to be able to, to answer questions that are that are good questions. I mean, I, I do a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of interviews and everybody asks me the same big free questions of, you know, what are my strengths and weaknesses? And, you know, how did I make the money and how can other people make money and all the things? So it's been really refreshing to be able to talk about me as a real human. So thank you for that. I very much appreciate the frequency and your vibration and all of the things. And out there in podcast land, as you guys are listening, I just want you to know that this is possible. Like, I mean, two years ago, if you would have told me that, uh, well, I mean, you know, three years ago, if you would have told me that I was going to have the love of my life, I would have told you, you were insane. Um, but three years ago, if you would have told me that I was going to be as happy as I am and that I was going to be, you know, marrying the, the love of my life, um, driving a Bentley homeschooling my children, um, and having no booze at my wedding, I would have told you, you were fucking insane. Um, Change is possible because it's all comes from cultivated desire and the school system hasn't. So society hasn't taught us to allow ourselves to want things um, other than what we are capable of or what we're supposed to want. Um, you have the ability to desire anything that you want. And that cultivated desire is 100% what gets you there. Motivate yourself with want instead of motivating yourself with need and fear of lack.
0: Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you to all the listeners who just loved every single moment of this episode. Go take a look at everything that Nicole is doing. And we'll be back next week for another episode. Have a beautiful day, everyone. And that's a wrap. What a fun time with Nicole. I really, really enjoyed getting to know her and hearing the ins and outs of the business that she's built, her background, and just the way that she views a lot of things in life. It's very similar to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show, and just share it with a friend who needs to hear this message today. Maybe you have a friend who is in the process of building a business and literally has no idea where to start. <laughs> Maybe they know nothing about marketing, nothing about sales, this would be a great episode to share with your friend. Behind the scenes at Exalted Publishing House, I'm just so grateful for the community of authors that we have, our networking events that we get to host oh, are just so beautiful. And just like Nicole said, really separation is an illusion. And what we find in our authors groups is this practice and process of sharing your story is deeply introspective, it's deeply healing. And to be able to do that with other women is profound. So I'm just loving watching the women get to know each other. I'm absolutely that person who loves to invite different groups of friends like over and then introduce them all to each other and, you know, have them be friends too. So I get to experience that in my business world as well. And I'm just getting so excited for the start of devotional sales. You probably heard me speak about this in the last episode, but this is a incredible program where I'm really looking to only work with six or seven women. You know, our book projects are so big and it's amazing because we get to meet so many people. Yeah, I wanted something more intimate. Inside this program, we're going to be talking all about... Sales, the way that we share our work with the world, being unapologetic about sharing our offers, seeing our offers and our programs as really an act of service and a blessing, and you know, understanding some of the marketing aspects that go into it, the messaging aspects, coming up with a strategy but also really being the embodiment of the work that we do. So if that program is speaking to you, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at Bridget Aileen Cisco, and we can just open a conversation see if it feels good for you. And thank you all so much for being here. I'm so grateful for every single one of you who listens to the show and shares it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you soon. All right, she builds empires. family. What did you think? This was our first new episode of this new season of this rebrand. And I'm already just having so much fun. This is a topic I have loved to talk about, learn about for so many years. I have been the, what is it called? Think and grow rich, like advocate for all of my friends. You gotta read this book. You gotta read this book. And I just think it's so beautiful to see this in a realistic you know, scenario. So stay tuned for the future episodes. I'm so grateful as we dive into the rest of summer. We have so much going on with Exalted Publishing House, with this podcast, with some of the events that we want to host. And I just feel very grateful to have built a community, to have built a community where each woman feels empowered to lead herself on her own journey yet still values community support and guidance. Thank you for your support this entire time. And I hope you will join with us in sharing this episode with anyone who just needs to hear this message today.